Getting engaged is a moment worth cherishing. A one-of-a-kind ring that you design at Blue Nile can help your love sparkle. Just choose your diamond and setting. When you've found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Finding the right engagement ring can be nerve-wracking. At Blue Nile, you'll have the expert guidance needed and a diamond guarantee that ensures you're getting the highest quality at the best price. Cherish all of life's moments and save up to 30% at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. The Die Hard Eagles podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. WinBet is now live in Colorado, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Tennessee, Virginia, and Arizona. From boosted parlays to in-game odds on every major sport, WinBet has what you need to win. Sign up today to receive a $1,000 risk-free sports bet. Download the WinBet app now or visit WINNBet.com and start winning today. We're also brought to you by PropSwap, America's marketplace to buy and sell sports bets. Check out the new PropSwap.com and use promo code SGP for a deposit bonus up to $500. We're also brought to you by Prediction Strike. Prediction Strike is the only performance based sports stock market where you can buy and sell shares of professional athletes. Use promo code SGPN Eagles to receive a free athlete share with your first deposit of $20 or more. And of course, don't forget to download the SGPN app, your home for all of our free picks and podcasts. Welcome everybody to the diehard Eagles podcast. I'm Sean stacking the money green with my fellow diehards, Rob and Justin horrific game out in the desert. The Eagles look like complete dog shit got out to a seven, nothing lead. And that was about it. The Raiders jammed it down our throat. Derek Carr completing 91% of his passes, complete embarrassment for the organization, the franchise. I don't know if we have a quarterback. I don't know if we have a coach. Rob, what was the worst part of the Raiders' loss? Yeah, I mean, the worst part of the loss was watching uh, Nick Sirianni come out for the first uh, offensive drive and actually have a decent game plan. We saw something different. Hertz was under center. We were running the ball a little bit, and we marched down the field and we scored a touchdown to answer. And then uh, the rest of the game just completely abandoned what worked and said, like, eh, let's go back to uh, what's lost us the past few games. So, just made zero sense. I I am like out on Nick at this point, he needs to do something to win us back because he's just making decisions that do not make sense. Um, It's, you know, why would you not go back to what worked that first drive? I don't understand it. I have no answers. I'm incredibly frustrated. Yeah, it was exactly what we were asking for running under center with miles Sanders. That's what they were doing. And Miles Sanders gets hurt. That couldn't help. But then you, know, you could still run Gainwell, Boston Scott. Oh God, just just such a frustrating team. And the defense just looks so soft. They just sit there and let them just pick dink and dunk and pick us apart. It's goddamn embarrassing. Justin, where are you at with this uh, Eagles team? What was the worst part of that Raiders loss? Sean, I really don't know. Uh, it's just there's like a laundry list of things. I mean, Sirianni taking that fourth down penalty uh, when <laughs> the Raiders were about to punt. That was just horrible awareness on his part, horrible coaching. Uh, the fact that Carr was able to throw 31 out of three or complete 31 out of 34 of his passes. Hertz completion rate was uh, 52% by the end of the game, but it was much worse than that. A lot of those came 
in garbage time. So I really, I, I can't pick out of all of those frustrating things, but had to, maybe I'd say hurts overall, because up until this game, I felt like he still had a little bit of potential. I still thought that, you know, there might be a, a higher ceiling in there, but he's starting to show that, you know, almost halfway through the season that, that there might not be much more to his game than what he's already shown. And that is, um, that's concerning to say the least. Yeah. And he just doesn't seem to be seeing the field. Well, um, you know, seeing it in person, it just feels like there's stuff he's missing out there. Uh, randomly inaccurate on stuff on throws he should be making. And uh, Suriani's not doing him any favors, not putting him. Uh, there is stuff he does really well. And, you know, we see these second halves in garbage time. He kind of puts the team on his back and gets him back in. Although it never really felt like they were in the game after that uh, first quarter. Don't worry though. Uh, Nick Sirianni here to save the day. The, uh, the, the big scandal this week is flower gate, which uh, everyone's given him a ton of shit about the metaphor. Apparently he showed the team a photo of a flower and said, Hey, we're watering, we're fertilizing, we're growing some roots. I mean, what are you, what are you growing right now? Nick some dandelions, some weeds. I, I don't get it. I mean, I think the fact that the idea that he actually showed them a photo of a flower, like they couldn't imagine it in their head, that to me is kind of insane, but I, I don't know. Maybe he's getting killed a little bit too much for this. Certainly if they were winning, people would be maybe looking at this and going like, wow, flower analogies. So brilliant. What's your take on flower gate, Justin? Um, man, I, I will start off by saying this. It was a, a dumb analogy to use. Um, I feel like it shows that he is grasping at straws at this point and trying to find anything that he can use in order to try and motivate these guys. But, you know, it, his motivation was his strongest suit, right? But at this point, it seems like he doesn't really have anything left in the bag in order to show these guys. And he, he's going with that analogy, which is quite concerning to me. Now, with that being said, um, he did get support from some of the guys in the locker room, right? Maddox came out and I think stole and even another player all came out and said, you know, hey, he he gets us motivated. He uses things like this in order to, you know, it, it get us behind him. And it, and it seems to work. And if the guys are saying that, then fine. You know, uh, maybe it does seem to work with the guys in the locker room. But if that's the case, then fine. Use it for the guys in the locker room. But do not disclose that to the Philly media. <laughs> yeah. Like, it is like throwing chum into the water with sharks swimming around your boat. It just makes no sense, especially when you are losing. Uh, it, it, it Just dumb Dumb once again by Sirianni and his awareness, especially when it comes to PR and the Philly media in this case. Flowergate, Rob, where do you stand? Yeah, I mean, we're we're learning. This is uh, you know, plants have roots, something new. Um <laughs> I mean, look, I I think it's funny that he thought this was like Justin said, a good point to bring up in front of the media. I mean for all I know, this could have been like a four second slide in the team meeting and it was yeah. totally non-consequential, but the fact that he elaborated on this into a huge spiel in a press conference, I mean, come on, you got to know you're going to get killed on something like that, especially when you're losing so bad. I mean, it's going to take more than showing the team a picture of a flower and telling them that they're planting roots to turn this team around. Let's focus on some schematics. Let's focus on getting the game plan down. Let's focus on what actually works. I mean, all they say, we've heard so many times, we got to put our players in better position, positions to succeed. Gannon keeps saying it. Well, like, 
Let's focus on that. Clearly, you're not doing it. You saw your team succeed on one drive of the game, and then you did the exact opposite the rest of the game. I mean, how are you breaking down film after games and not realizing what was I doing? I, I don't, it makes no sense to me. It's really, yeah. I mean, the, the, the fact that we haven't seen any sort of defensive adjustments, you know, we got Fletcher Cox saying he isn't paid to cover screens and it appeared that they had him on third and 15 oh, out there uh, covering the running back instead of rushing the passer, just completely lost. And, you know, I mean, it's maybe he's losing some of the players. I mean, Devonta Smith missed a practice with a headache. And, you know, Devonta Smith was supposed to be one of the few bright spots this year, and he's calling out with a headache. I don't know, Rob, is this more embarrassing for Devonta Smith or uh, Sirianni? Yeah, I think it's more embarrassing for Devonta Smith, honestly. Um, I, I, I don't think it's a big deal for the team. I mean, look, if you have one of your young up and coming players and he, he's not feeling good, you let him sit out. But like, come on, Devonta, like you're a rookie. You got a lot left to prove in this league. You've had a couple nice catches, but you know, you haven't lit the world on fire either, quite honestly. So um, you shouldn't be putting out there that you're missing practice because you have a headache. And look, if it was more than that and he needed timeout, fine. But if it was just he didn't feel great, you know, I, it's not a good look for him either. It, and, and especially coming off that game, it gives the appearance that he's just out himself. Justin, have you ever gone to work with a headache? Have you ever powered through a headache? I mean, I had a headache after that goddamn game and I still showed up and did the post game show with no voice that just spending three and a half hours screaming at this crappy team. Justin <laughs> you ever played through a headache. I've I've uh, yeah, I've done many things through a headache and yeah, I think it's just another layer that does not help this team. <laughs> um, you know, it shows that the coaching staff in my opinion is a bit soft. It seems like Devante is a bit soft in this situation as well. Not to mention he's a rookie. Like if, if a guy called me up and said, Hey, I got a headache. I can't play or, you know, can't even just work. Yeah. I mean, you tell him to come in, he works through it, take some Tylenol. Yeah, now they if, have painkillers there. And if this is the case too, like, can't they list it as something better because they know people are going to jump all over this once again, migraine is a better word. Illness is another word they could use. I'm COVID well. illness. Come like on. help, help yourselves out Eagles. Uh, like this doesn't make any sense to me. And uh, if it is a headache, he should be playing. If it's something worse than listed as something worse. Yeah. Everyone uh, on social media was, was clamoring saying like, Oh man, we could have had Deuce Staley. We could have had Deuce Staley. And as much as I want to keep killing Sirianni, cause it, it's cathartic. And I do think uh, Sirianni is really sounding like, you know, I mean, really looking bad as the hire. I, I don't know if just having Deuce Staley would have been the difference. I, I think to me, we got to attack the uh, root cause to use a Sirianni phrase and pull out Sirianni and more important, the root that's dug the deepest, AKA Howie Roseman, Justin, are you, are you regretting not having deuce here? No, not at all. Uh, not at this point. I mean, yeah, it's definitely something you want to kind of look at because he was in the mix. He's a guy that, <clears throat> excuse me, I think everybody liked overall, uh, but we just didn't know if he was that head coaching guy that we needed here. Um, in this case, I, I don't think he was. Uh, he had no offensive coordinator experience. I know he was, you know, what, assistant head coach and running backs coach for us. Um, but he would have taken over something like a Tomlin like position, right? 
Um, I, and if he was going to do that, then you would have needed to find a quality offensive coordinator anyways, and a quality defensive coordinator as well. And I don't know if you can find uh, those types of coaches who are going to rally against, you know, a first year head coach um, in that situation. So I, I think we would have been in the same situation we're in right now. If you look at what he's doing also with the Lions right now, he's assistant head coach there. He's a uh, running backs coach as well. And right now they have the 24th ranked offense. They're, uh, you know, they're 22nd in the rushing and they're 20th in average yards per carry. So I, I don't know um, why we would want him as head coach at this time. Rob, better or worse record with Deuce? You know, I'm actually going to go out on a limb and say better. And, and here's my thinking. Um, and, and to be clear, I was not clamoring for Deuce as a head coach. Um, I just, you know, he hadn't called plays and, you know, no team had, had poached him and I love Deuce. He's a great Eagle. He was great for the organization. Uh, but it just seemed like at the time we needed someone fresh to come in. Uh, but I'll say this, um, I do think, and I'm making an assumption that if Deuce was head coach, he would not be calling plays. He would be like more a Tomlin guy. Who's the head coach that oversees the coordinators. And I think if we were in that position and our offensive and defensive coordinators were this bad, he would hold them more accountable. I mean, the problem with Nick is he's not going to give up Paul in plays and he's not going to hold himself accountable. So, you know, because of that, I will say we'd have a better record for Deuce because I find it hard to believe he would not force some adjustments or be getting on his offensive coordinator. Yeah, that's fair. And, and, and maybe we would have one more win and, and maybe at least a more balanced offense. You would imagine a guy like deuce isn't going to run the ball only three times in a first half. I mean, say what you will about deuce. I, I think he's smart enough to realize that's not the answer. Uh, before we take a, uh, well, let's we'll, we'll tee up Rob the realist when we come back uh, real quick. want to make sure we shout out win bet. That's right. You want a $1,000 risk-free bets. Yeah. You can use it on fading the Eagles head over to winbet.com or just download the win bet app. Uh, pretty awesome. They have a bunch of options. New users can bet $1 and win $100 on any sport. And again, risk-free 1000 bet or $1,000 up to a $1,000 bet. All you got to do is go to wynnbet.com. Bet big, win bigger with WinBet. And of course, make sure you check out PropSwap.com, promo code SGP to double up your deposit up to $500 in bonus cash. World Series happening right now. Perfect time to buy some buy some other people's hedge opportunities. Get the best price over at PropSwap.com, promo code SGP. Rob, season kind of uh, falling apart here. What are we rooting for as Eagles fans? Well, I mean, look, we're, we're getting close to saying we're rooting for two top five picks here. Um, you know, that's where the season's trending. Clearly, I, I don't know what we're going to see. I mean, I guess if you want to take the optimist view, you're hoping that you see some growth from Sirianni, but you know, at this point we're seven games in and I almost feel like we're getting worse. I mean, he started on a high point with that first game against the season of uh, against the Falcons. Uh, you know, we were all praising him. The offense looked great. It was dynamic. Guys were getting the ball in, in space. Yeah. And now it's like, he's totally lost. It, it's like he prepped the entire off season prepping for one game and now just has no answers the rest of the season. I, I don't get it. And I, I think the realist take here is, 
you know, I told everyone a week ago on the podcast to get ready for a long season and that it was almost impossible. Nick Sirianni would get fired after this season, but I'll be honest after watching that Raiders game, I'm starting to change tune. It's possible. He could be a one and done. Um, I mean, you got guys like Fletcher Cox speaking out. You have other guys. I mean, uh, at what point is he losing the team that, that Jeffrey Laurie is going to have no alternative, but to just move on. I mean, maybe Gannon's gone, but I don't know. This could be a one and done year. And then it's going to be an interesting question. Uh, what happens with Howie Roseman? Do they let him hire a fourth head coach? Um, you know, it almost makes me think how he's going to want him to come back another year. Cause it may be better for his job. Uh, it, it's just interesting. We're in for a long season, but I am starting to believe this could be a one and done scenario because we have just seen nothing to show that he is, he is moving in the right direction. And we're now seeing nothing that Jalen hurts is trending in the right direction. So that leads me to believe you may just want to have a regime change and you're going to bring in a new young quarterback next year. Yeah. I mean, there's already rumors about, uh, you know, uh, starting uh, Gardner Minshew. Uh, they, they traded Joe Flacco, which again, kudos to Howie, I guess, for getting it. He basically got what we gave up for Gardner Minshew in the Joe Flacco trade. Why the jets would trade for Joe Flacco is, is insane, especially where the jets are as a team that you would trade for Joe Flacco as your third string quarterback. Uh, speaking of trades, though, as we're recording this, things are heating up that uh, maybe Fletcher Cox is on the trade block. Uh, supposedly the Titans, possibly the Raiders are interested. I, I think everyone would be okay with unloading Fletcher Cox. Uh, Justin, are you with us? I mean, it, I, I think you would have to consider trading Fletcher Cox. I don't know what you can get for him uh, right now, but I, I think you definitely have to take any sort of uh, deal with Fletcher Cox right now. Oh, yeah, I, I'm. Or I think we got to clear cap space for next season. And his cap hit next season is 26 million. Um, if we could get him off the books, that's great. I actually kind of like what Howie's been doing at the moment, <laughs> you know, just with the trades. I mean, this team hasn't done shown anything amazing this season. So I don't mind, you know, the trade getting rid of Ertz. I actually kind of like watching him play in, uh, you know, that Cardinals offense right now. Um, and, and then getting rid of Flacco as well just made complete sense. I'm fine with that conditional sixth, and I guess it could possibly be a fifth. Um, and, and you know, try to try to uh, clear up some cap space now if you can. Why not? Uh, I was I don't know have the numbers in front of me, but I was reading up about it last week. But it looks like you know we should have close to 40 million next season. And then um, if you get uh, Brooks off the books as well, uh, I think after June 1st you can clear up like another. I think 10 to 17 or something like that, which is definitely a, a possibility at this point since he hasn't been able to stay healthy. So um, it, with all the picks we have and what looks to be a lot of uh, cap space next season, I think I know we're only what eight games into the season, but you got to start looking in that direction to see, you know, what, what our future is going to be. Yeah. yeah and I, I agree with Justin just to chime in there. I mean, look, I, I like Cox, but he's been a non-factor in a lot of games for a long time now, uh, even dating back to last year that I don't think you can just blame it on Gannon. I mean, I know he gets double teamed a lot. He does make some nice plays, but he, he has not been that dominant force. And we always hear about double teams. Well, Aaron Donald's double teamed on every play and and he somehow makes it work. And I know he's arguably the best defensive player in the league. So that might be an unfair comparison, but still, you, you know, the truly elite guys make something work. 
know, the one question mark I have about this is I'm pretty sure we just uh, restructured Cox in like September. So uh, to free up cap space for this year. So I'm assuming some of that restructure and maybe I'm completely wrong, probably kick some of his salary down the road. So if that's the case, why are you kicking his salary down the road? Probably get stuck with dead cap space. If you're now going to unload him could be a questionable move. I'd want to look into that more. Maybe not. Maybe it made it easier to trade him. Uh, but that's one thing I'd want to consider, you know, Brandon Brooks as well. I, I kind of think it makes sense to move on from him. I like him. He's great, but he's been injured. Um, and honestly, I think some of our young guys are performing pretty well at a much lower price. I mean, as much as I want to blame uh, the offensive line on, on Hertz performance or Sirianni, I don't think you can, I think they've performed pretty well uh, with the guys they've had. So um, I'm all for the trades. We're not going anywhere this year. We're clearly in a rebuild. Let's free up a ton of cap space, get picks, whatever we can, so we can reload as fast as possible. Yeah. I mean, a couple other guys where you're hearing rumors about trades, uh, Miles Sanders, Andre Dillard, uh, you know, I Dillard, I don't mind keeping, I, I don't think you can ever have too many good offensive linemen, maybe ride out his rookie contract, see what you can get out of him. I, I think the depth is always helpful. And we, we seem like we're, you know, cr- just curse when it comes to offensive line injury. So I, I would like to keep him around for depth. Uh, Miles Sanders is also a guy that's kind of been uh, rumored uh, for trades. Although now with that injury, he's on the IR, although hopefully it should only be a few weeks. I think he might be tough to unload uh, injured there. And can, can you trade someone on IR? Isn't there some kind of rule about that or am I wrong? Uh, I don't know. That's, that's a good question. I don't know off the top of my head. I think you, uh, you should be able to, if it's just the short term IR, but um. Yeah. And, and miles too. Like, I don't think we should extend miles with a huge, massive contract, but it does seem like you hit on the second round pick. Let's, let's keep them around and, and ride out that rookie contract. Or maybe there is a world where we can re-sign them on a team friendly deal. I, I would consider that, but we certainly haven't gotten the most out of miles, especially this year. And then the injury uh, doesn't help at all. And he, it, it was so annoying because it did seem like they were really getting to that. Uh, and like running the ball under center before the injury happened and, and things kind of fell apart from there. Let's move over to the Detroit lions game right now over on the wind betting app. The Eagles are a three point road favorite. I mean, I'm even seeing some three and a halfs out there, which is crazy. Total sitting at 47 and a half. I guess Detroit hasn't won a game. So uh, maybe you have to make the Eagles favored as far as the defensive side of the ball. We really, I mean, we're so horrible on, on stopping the run and stopping the pass. It's tough to say what we need to do first, I guess against the Detroit Lions, I think Deandre Swift is, is possibly their best offensive skill player. So I would say shutting him down or at least slowing him down has to be uh, the key to the game for the Eagles defense. What about you, Justin? What do we got to do to get this win against the Lions? You know, you brought up stopping the rush, and I actually looked it up, and I was so surprised to see that we are eighth in the league in stopping the rush, actually. We're giving up 4.1 yards a carry, which was just stunning to me. I thought it was much worse. Uh, but with that said, I, I think this is an opportunity for Gannon to, you know, let these guys go. Play some man, uh, mix in a, a bunch of blitzes, try to get golf off of his game 
whatever bad game that might be. <laughs> He's not the best, obviously. So I, I, I think, you know, let, let these guys loose. Let's really see what you have, Gannon. It seems like every game so far, he's played it safe. He's, you know, trying to take the top off, prevent anything from going deep. I, at this point, I don't care. I want to, I want, I want to see some turnovers. I want to see some stops. I'd like to see some man as we were pointing out last week. Um, but let's, let's try and uh, make golf uncomfortable with some blitzes in there. I'd like to see a lot of those this game. Yeah, no, I mean, golf has really struggled to find open receivers. So that wouldn't be shocking. And, and some pressure on the quarterback would be nice instead of just letting them sit back there and, and pick us apart. Rob, what are we going to do on defense? I don't know. I mean, <laughs> probably not let him throw for 90%. That would be a start. Get him down um, to 70%. That would be a 21% improvement. And it's still horrible. Call. I mean, it is. I don't have the answer. I, I would much rather I've said this before. I think it's exactly what Justin just said. I'd rather get torched being aggressive than sit back and just get picked apart with these 10 yard passes and mar- have them march right down the field. So what do we have to lose at this point? You're playing another bad team. See what happens. Maybe you get lucky. I don't know. I, I really think this game is more about us than it is about what we have to stop from the lions. It's really about, can we get a cohesive game plan together? And I don't know the answer to that. I mean, as of now, I have no reason to believe we can quite honestly. (laughs) That was, uh, that was just a funny, super sad take by Rob. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know what there is to do. Everything's wrong. As far as the offensive side of the ball. I mean, I'm not even going to mention the running game. The one guy I want to see us get it that, that seems to be able to win matchups and the the line struggle against the tight end. I I'm knocking on wood. I'm I'm saying my prayers to the football gods that Dallas Goddard has that breakout game uh, that he definitely has the talent for. I mean Zach Ertz is breaking out, of course, now that he's on the Cardinals. But I, I I'm hoping we really go out of our way to feature and feed Dallas Goddard in Detroit. Rob, what about the offense? Anything anything worth saving here? I mean, it's the exact same thing. I, I just, I want to see Nick Sirianni show me something. I mean, how are you going to bounce back? It's we've been saying this now every week for like the last like four games thinking like, this is the week he's going to put it together. This is the week he's going to show us something. Then he comes out last game and he shows us for one drive and then says, well, that's enough. Like, I'm just going to tease him that maybe I can do it, but I'll stop. Um, I, I don't know. I mean, I like Goddard. I, I agree. I think he could have a big game. I'm not going to even say we're going to run the ball. Cause I just don't believe we're gonna at this point, especially with miles Sanders out. He may think we have to throw 60 times uh, <laughs> to make up for that. So um, I, I, I don't know. And, and hurts quite honestly hurts now has a lot to prove himself. And I don't know, you know, I know a lot of people are talking about is Jalen hurts holding back Nick Sirianni. And I don't buy that take a good coach. Can't, uh, you know, Jalen Hurts hasn't been that bad that you can't put together a decent offensive plan. It's not like, you know, it's not like I see plays we're calling and think, wow, these are great. And Hurts is just missing wide open receivers. And and maybe there's more on tape, but do I think Hurts is missing a lot of throws? Yeah, I do. But I just don't think there's a good game plan. So I think blame falls on both of them, quite honestly. Maybe they're just not a good pairing for each other. Um but I would think even a coach and quarterback who are a total bad fit could do better than what we've seen. Yeah. It feels like the Eagles offense isn't getting water or fertilizer. It's a two part problem. 
no growth opportunities. Justin, what about you? What do you, what do we got to do on offense? Well, yeah, to, to echo Rob's sentiment too, is like the issue with, you know, is it hurts? Is it Sirianni? I mean, I got to say it's more Sirianni because if hurts is really the guy limiting Sirianni's ability, you know what you do as a coach, take you take the ball out of the quarterback's hands and you fucking run it. Like you, you don't always put it in his hands and give him the option to fail, allow this team to succeed, especially with a running back like Sanders, who's unfortunately out. And, you know, that gets into my point here is I think we got to run the ball. And I hate, I hate the fact that we're echoing the same shit over again, but you know, they're giving up 120 rush yards a game on average. Um, I know they're not a, they're not a great defense all around. They give up almost 400 yards a game um, in, in passing and rushing, but with Gainwell back there, he's still a dynamic back. I think he could have a good game against this lion's D and even with Boston Scott, like give these guys the ball Take a little bit of pressure off Hertz at this point. And then, you know, once things open up a little bit more because the run game is going, then you start to pass. But I know I'm saying the same thing over again. So, and I hate to say it over again, but it it is really what we need to do. So there you go. <laughs> Justin, what about a, I know, I know it's going to be really tough finding the diamond, a, a, a matchup, an angle, something that might be getting overlooked, but what's, what's Justin's gem for this week against the Lions? Yeah, so um, I'm gonna go with Josh Sweat here because they they moved him over to the left side. It looks like, and and Barnett I know has got more got more snaps than Josh last week, but I, th- I guess it's because Josh is is moving over to the other side. And if Barnett's gonna stay on the right side and go against Sewell, then I think that really opens a lot of things up for Sweat here um, going against Matt Nelson. So I, I think you could have a great game. Um, another guy too, little gem here. Could be Hargrave going against Vitai, so I, that would be an interesting, an interesting matchup to look at too. I always like Vitai, but I think Hargrave, you know, uh, is a better matchup against Vitai there. Uh, but the the key gem here, I think, would be Josh um, if they're going to continue to move him to the other side, and I think he could uh, creates quite a mismatch there. All right. Well, just a reminder, we're also brought to you by Prediction Strike, the only sports based. Stock market game out there. Make sure you use that promo code SGPN Eagle or Eagles, and uh, you get a free athlete share. That's right, a free athlete share if you deposit $20 or more over predictionstrike.com. You can buy and sell players. I, I had me some Kenny Gainwell uh, shares. Uh, that fumble, not good. Although I guess maybe the Miles Sanders injury technically helps him, although I'm not, I'm not certainly cheering that on. Uh, but yeah, it's, it's fun. If you, if you think uh, a player is going to get a lot more work, a lot more involved, perfect time to buy low, sell high. And uh, it's real fun too. Like the shares are are pretty cheap. They're like 50 cents a dollar. And uh, it's a fun, you know, you're one of those guys always checking the Robin hood app or checking your uh, crypto uh, crypto market there. Uh, prediction strike. I think you'll have a lot of fun with promo code SGPN Eagles. Final score predictions and our Eagles Nest player. I'm usually the positive one, but I'm going to go Detroit Lions 21, Eagles 17. They're in the doghouse. They have to prove to me that they can get something done. I'll still make Dallas Goddard my Eagles Nest player. Maybe he gets some garbage fantasy points. The only uh, redeeming thing this godforsaken team has going for it. So give me the Lions 21, Eagles 17. Rob, who's your uh, Eagles Nest player and what's your final score? I mean, 
I don't even want to pick a player at this point, quite <laughs> honestly. But all right, I like if it. you're if you're gonna force me, I'll I'll pick someone. I'll probably pick Goddard. I, I I think he's, you know, shown he's you know maybe the best player on offense at the moment. And uh, the question the the problem is even with him, there's no consistency in trying to get him the ball. He'll he'll have a few nice plays, and uh, we just don't work the middle of the field. And he's being underutilized too. So. Look, I'm not picking the Eagles to win. I, I just, I, Sirianni's shown me nothing to, to believe that he'll even beat the Lions. And quite honestly, if we lose to the Lions, uh, those two picks are going to be even better. So um, I'm not saying they're tanking because uh, we're clearly not there in the season, but uh, I'm going to say the Lions beat us 24 to 14. 24 14 begrudgingly a, a Dallas Goddard pick. What about you, Justin? Who's your player of the game and what's the final score? Yeah, I keep, I keep going back and forth with possible players of the game here. Uh, and I, I really don't know at this point. Um, uh, I, I want to say hurts, but it's not, I, I can't, uh, uh, screw it. Okay. Hurts will be our, uh, let's go. Why not? Okay. Uh, and you know what? I, the final score prediction, I, I'm going to stick with what I said at the end of last game. What keeps happening to me is I'll watch the games and I'll go, man, we suck. And then I'll talk myself once I, you know, think about the podcast and look into things. I talk myself into the fact that we'll win. We are not going to win this game. And it's because, you know, Detroit is a okay team. They're not even okay, but they got a lot of heart and Campbell's a solid coach and he gets these guys motivated. Something we can't say much about Sirianni at this point. And I guarantee they have a circled at this point. This is their game to win. They know it. They're going to come out motivated. Our guys here. I don't know if they have it in them, honestly, to be an and seven team at this point. I don't think we're going to win this game. So I'm going to say that we lose 24, 23. Oh, a heartbreaker. One more, one more dagger in the old heart. Well, hopefully, hopefully we're all wrong. And uh, hopefully you got, you guys listen to the entire podcast. Appreciate the support. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast on Apple podcasts. Leave us a nice rating review over there. Follow us on Twitter at diehard Eagles 52 for super bowl 52, which seems so, so, so far uh, away. And uh, yeah, let's go birds. But uh, you know, it's, it's going to be tough. It's not, it's not something uh, we're looking forward to, but maybe, maybe we pull it out. Maybe we get the upset. uh, And then we have a, a more chipper Eagles podcast coming up next week for Rob, for Justin and for the diehard Eagles podcast. I'm Sean Stack, the money green, go birds. Go birds. Go birds.